Welcome, everyone. This is Wednesday evening, and the date is November the 10th. And I want to take this opportunity to welcome you to Lessons from the Frontline. My name is Dr. Dream, and I am most appreciative that you have chosen to join us here for this podcast. Tonight's topic is open your heart. And um, I'd like to read to you. I'm careful. Until we get the right microphones and everything else, I'm very careful about how I'm handling the papers. <clears throat> So tonight, uh, the message that went out about uh, tonight's call begins like this. Dear conscious streamers, we start the message that way every time. This weekend during the Leaders Causing Leaders Conference, I had the opportunity to meet and get to know so many amazing beings. In the process of our connection and interaction, I was focused on further opening and expanding my heart space to whomever was in front of me, and I allowed myself to feel their heart. Incredible experience. What I realized was that on some level, this is what I do without being focused on the process. So tune in this week, which obviously you have. For lessons, I learned about myself in reality as I perceive, create, attract, and manifest my experience. Okie dokie. <laughs> so I do want to um, talk about a few things before we we dive in to the topic. And uh, first off would be that this Leaders Causing Leaders Conference, which you, you heard several of us uh, speaking of for, uh, for quite some time was truly an amazing event. We had speakers from, you know, really pretty much all over the world. And uh, it was a treat for me to, to be part of this, this really wonderful conference. I have spoken at a number of conferences. I have gone to uh, a, a much bigger number of conferences as an attendee. And I must say that this particular conference, I felt a higher vibration, a, a higher frequency, a higher consciousness from the attendees than I have at, at any other conference that I've been a part of. It created an opportunity for some very meaningful connections, and it it really seemed to be nonstop. Now, I spoke to one of the people uh, after the conference who was in as as part of the inner team of the the, the, the conference organizers. And uh, what I felt was going on was validated by this conversation I had where I was told that there were um, really very meaningful interactions taking place all over and that people were experiencing really beautiful um, healings uh, uh, in 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 this process of of connecting, and I myself uh, was was witness to that. But you know, I don't know what's going on for everyone else. And then to have someone tell me who had no idea what my experience was about that yes, indeed, this was going on all over the place in hallways. Uh, tucked away in some of the seat, sitting areas, in, in some of the breakout rooms. 
And so if you missed it, I will certainly suggest that this is a conference you will want to follow and you will want to participate in next year. Those of you that were there know the the quality of of what was happening and and uh, how how impactful it truly was. Now. In, in thinking about tonight's topic, I, I was drawn to the, to, to, I don't know, further investigate, to further uh, observe after the fact the, the types of interactions that I did have um, at this conference. Again, we've been, we had been focused and building up to this conference for for several months, and it was the, the buildup in itself was very exciting. Uh, there were over a hundred speakers and presenters, and so to be able to take what I do, the unconditional love activation and bring it to a conference like this. You, you know we've taken it to Burning Man. We've taken it to Lightning in a Bottle. These are all festivals. It's a little bit different type of energy. To take it to a conference, uh, and, you know, one that's, you know, mainstream. I mean, we had Stephen Covey. There was uh, Mark Victor Hansen, uh, Jason Mraz, all these people that are – that are, you know, more mainstream than what you would find uh, really at a Burning Man or a, or a Lightning in a Bottle Festival. For us to take the unconditional love activation um, to, to leaders causing leaders was uh, truly a dream come true. And so one of the things that we noticed on the schedule was uh, – that our time frame was during what would be perceived as dinner time. It was during the hour between kind of the end of the, the afternoon workshops and the beginning of the evening concert. So in one sense, we weren't competing with a lot of other speakers, which was awfully nice. Uh, it's difficult at a conference like this when there's, you know, 10 different breakout rooms that, that you end up competing, so to speak, with all these other wonderful speakers and energies uh, because everyone wants people to come to, to their, their session. And so that was a plus, but, but one of our thoughts was, you know, this is during the, the, the mealtime. Are we... Are we going to get what we what we want to get out of this? And we decided to be very proactive about it. One of the things about doing an unconditional love activation at a conference is that we don't know how many people are going to come. And we need to be prepared to provide, to facilitate the experience for whatever number of people may make it there. And so I was so very blessed to have somewhere between 10 and 15 uh, co-facilitators there with me. Uh, I know that several of you are on this call right now on this uh, video broadcast, and uh, I extend my heartfelt thanks to you. These unconditional love activations, while I would consider myself to be like in the orchestra pit waving the my baton, as it was, or my whatever they call that that the the guy in the orchestra pit is is doing to conduct the like the conductor is doing to to bring the whole symphony together. And I have done these unconditional love activation, activations just on my own. 
but there is no way that I could have done that at Leaders Causing Leaders. We ended up with over 70 beautiful beings in the activation. And we had uh, at least 10 to 12 people with tuning forks. We had a couple of didgeridoos. we had uh, Ilya going from tuning fork to to gong back to tuning fork. We had my daughter Maya, Maya Ananda, uh, on the crystal using uh, playing the crystal bowl, the heart chakra crystal bowl. And so, uh, knowing that that all these people were going to be there, we went ahead and we got some really beautiful uh, postcards printed up for the activation. These were designed by uh, Ion, who also was uh, one of our co-facilitators. He has done all the design work for for the Tour of Love. And so we got a 1,000 of those postcards printed, and everyone handed out postcards, and some people walking around with tuning forks and doing, uh, you know, little uh, – uh, tuning fork activations on people during the day and getting them getting them excited about uh, the unconditional love activation. So we really focused on our energy on being proactive. Um, and so that in itself becomes becomes a lesson. We could have looked at the time slot and just been really down about it and said, well, who's going to skip dinner to come to this when they've had a long day and this and that, but we got proactive and, and we really went after it. We also had the Heart Thrive energy bars, a hundred of them donated uh, by the the uh, healthy baking company, and uh, they're vegan and non-GMO, and so we let people know that, that you're going to get these uh, for showing up. We gave away crystals, essential oils. We wanted to energetically put our energy out there in such a way that people knew that people could feel that this was going to be really a spectacular experience. Now, the other thing that was going on for me was that this was a one-hour activation, and we had never done a one-hour activation. Normally, it's three to three and a half hours. We've done them up to five hours. And I thought I did really good at lightning in a bottle and burning man, bringing it down to two hours. And again, we didn't get all caught up that we were taking something that was originally designed to be longer and and making it shorter. Uh, It was a very powerful experience, complete with laughter complete with tears, um, and that was just me. <laughs> but it wasn't just me. We touched many, many hearts that night, and it didn't take long for word to travel about the type of experience that that people were treated to. Uh, the producers of the show heard about it. They were very pleased. Uh, word has gotten back to me from from all different areas about what we did, what we facilitated, and what we created an opportunity for people to experience on their own terms to trigger whatever it is that needed, that was calling forth to be triggered in their own life experience. It was a long day on Saturday. We were at the conference for over 14 hours, or close to 14 hours, whatever it was. And and uh, we went back the next day. There was a great energy on Saturday and lots of connections with people that I had wanted to connect with people that I had no idea who they were until until that day. But the next day 
for me was really spectacular. Doing these unconditional love activations, I experience a shift in in who I am and in my energy in I mean what it truly is is each of these activations expands my heart and touches me in a way that I don't know any other of any other experience in my life experience that touches me this way. I guess this is why I'm so drawn to this work or shall I say this play uh, because it is so much fun. One of the things that was very touching for me in the activation was that Maya had been with us at the beginning of the summer and then she hadn't been to an activation since then. The activations are always uh, growing and expanding and evolving. And so I did not realize that there were parts of the activation that were stories about our life and our life with uh, my father who transitioned last year, Maya's grandfather, that she had not heard me, felt me present in public, let alone anywhere. And while I was sharing these stories, and they are stories that um, when you're in as a participant in this experience, uh, these stories have the effect of moving you into a very uh, genuine and authentic heart space. And they do that for me, and that energy um, is felt by by the participants. And I looked back at Maya at one point, and she was crying. And so a couple of days later, Monday, we were driving to school, and I said, you were surprised by the stories, weren't you? And she said, yes. And she said, um, I got real sad when you were talking about pops. And I I felt as though she didn't quite understand why I would share these stories. But I reminded her that each time I share the story of her and pops and and of pops and myself creating closure, uh, that's, that's what Maya called my father, um, that, that that keeps his spirit alive, that, that that changes something for the people that hear those stories. And that Pops would be real proud and very happy to know that his, the stories of of our life with him continue to enrich the lives of others. And for me, because I, I do miss my father so dearly. Each time I tell those stories, it makes his memory that much more vibrant within me. Keeps everything real from an emotional and feeling standpoint. So that was part of the experience. We had a number of people come up to us afterwards. When you have 70 people there, uh, people want to, to share with you and and the hugs and the comments and everything just just really just blows my heart open. The next day, people were still coming up to me. The next day, I was a bit of a free agent because I didn't have um, a workshop or a session that I was doing. And I got to listen to other people 
and got to spend some time with some people. And one of the people, <clears throat> person that I had not met before, she came up to me, went into talk, and we ended up having lunch together. And this is a a dear, dear soul. I imagine uh, in her early 20s. And she was, she's very aware of how her outer experience of reality is a reflection of what's going on inside of herself. And she's very connected with how her emotions uh, work and and just very in tune with that self-observation is the path to transformation. And when things were going on for her on Sunday, and we took a moment to sit on a sofa out in the sitting area and, and just talk. Now, I'm not classically trained as a psychologist or psychiatrist or uh, in any form of counseling, really. It's a doctor dream with no particular initials after my name. But over the years, I have found myself being able to listen, listen to other people, and at the same time, listen to my heart. And then respond in a way that serves the highest good of all involved. I never really think about how this is going to work. I don't really think about what I'm going to say or do. I feel my way through these situations. And so in speaking with this friend of mine who was dealing with a challenging aspect of what she came here to learn. And when we deal with those most challenging aspects of what we really came here to learn, it takes some some digging on the part of the individual. And what I found in this particular interaction was that I've said this before, and that is that we each have all the answers that we need. We each have all the answers for any questions that that we have about our lives, about the nature of reality, about the nature of our own existence. And so as I sat there, it really wasn't about me saying anything. It was about me being present and holding space and consciously staying in my heart center and opening up an expansion of of that energy, that pure energy that we all have in, in, in our heart centers, heart chakra, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it's here. And it's not about words, but it's about feeling. 
those of you that know me well know that <laughs> quite often there is a dialogue that goes on within me, a dialogue between Mark and Dr. Dream. There was a couple of moments there that the dialogue was, how do we handle this? Well, well, I should, um, I should put my arm around her and comfort her. I should, that was Mark. Dr. Dream, who is that direct channel, balanced and in alignment without all of Mark's baggage. Once again, as is usually the case, asked Mark to just settle in, not get in the way. And Dr. Dream continued to foster this open heart space within me. And my friend cried. I would say that I said no more than 20 words. But what I did do was consciously focus my love and energy onto her, to her. She came to the realization she needed to have for herself. And and moved it all into a place that, that made sense for her. wasn't my role to to identify that for her. She had all the answers. Afterwards, she thanked me with such gratitude. I thought about it later. I thought, did I really do anything that that no one else could have done? The answer I came up with is that we're all in a position to work with energy that way. That when we listen with our ears, and then when we further listen with our heart, that quite often it's not about saying much of anything. And then add on top of that, being so, being able to, as we all are, to consciously work with our energy and work with with the greatest energy that is available to any of us, and that is the energy of love, of unconditional love. And through the purity of one's intent to focus that on another person. Now, I don't think that this happened overnight for me. That I was able to go through this process as I just defined it. At the snap of my fingers. I think that it comes from loving myself, that it comes from fostering a deep connection within me to my own heart. So tonight's topic about open your heart, Like just about every single topic that we do, that we explore on lessons from the front line, 
is about going in and connecting with you, with who you really are. I speak all the time about the fact, the fact, that we have the opportunity to make a conscious choice in each moment, that we are actually making choices and and making decisions in each and every moment, whether we're doing it consciously or not. But the greatest choice that we can make in each moment is to choose love. And so, this process of opening our hearts, there's no real secret to this. There certainly is a magic to it, but it's a magic that's available to each and every one of us. And it's about being conscious and being aware and choosing love and choosing to be in your heart and to share from that space. I want to read something that uh, found some quotes, of course, and um, I don't go much for quotes that are uh, very long, but this particular one that I found is uh, is a bit on the long side. It's from uh, David Harkins, a British poet and painter born in 1958. There's no title for this, but it touched me deeply as I was reading it, and I want to share it with you. You can shed tears that she is gone, or you can smile because she has lived. You can close your eyes and pray that she'll come back. Or you can open your eyes and see all she's left. Your heart can be empty because you can't see her. Or you can be full of the love you shared. You can turn your back on tomorrow and live yesterday or you can be happy for tomorrow because of yesterday. You can remember her only that she is gone, or you can cherish her memory and let it live on. You can cry and close your mind, be empty and turn your back. Or you can do what she'd want. Smile, open your eyes, love, and go on. We had a beautiful experience this past five days. We had a good friend of ours come in from British Columbia, someone very dear to us, Um, and so Ilya, Maya, and I were very pleased to welcome her into our home, and on Tuesday morning, she was to leave here. And on Monday night, I was getting Maya ready for bed, and I was saying goodnight to her, and I could tell that something was wrong. And she said to me, well, I I can't find my book. 
my very special book. And I said, well, you know, I don't think that's what's going on because I think, you know, you'll find your book. And after, you know, kind of following this conversation for a bit, she said it's because our friend is leaving. And I looked at Maya and I said, no, I understand. Lots of really beautiful people come into our lives. Wouldn't it be nice to live in a big enough place that we could all live together? Just be surrounded by those people all the time. And I said, but here's the situation. This particular person, Maya, you didn't know last week on Thursday morning. And here it is Monday night. Because you have such a beautiful, loving, open heart, you have allowed this person to touch you that deeply. And so I suggested to her that there was an opportunity to have a lot of joy in that moment for this person, this new friend of mine. And that she wasn't missing or losing anything by this person going back to British Columbia because she had truly gained a new friend. You know, so often in our lives, we have experiences. And we allow people to come in to our hearts and to touch us as we share love together. But then it's the perspective that we choose that is the deciding factor on how open our hearts will stay. I know many people that have been in relationships and at the end of the relationship, they've allowed a bit of their heart to be closed. If you do it enough, you can shut down your entire heart. I didn't pull this quote, but it is better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. So watch how you work within your life experience. Watch how you, what it is you tell your heart. Because there's a way to turn it around. As David Harkins obviously wrote about someone that's no longer with us on this earth plane. And yet, how beautiful is this that he wrote, keeping his heart open. I share stories of my father. Every time I share that story, it it opens me up even more. We get to decide exactly how it is, exactly how we choose to look at things, everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Again, it's a choice. Certainly, Dr. Dream suggests that you choose love. And you choose to always have an open heart. Today, I had a Facebook chat with a dear friend who's going through a challenging time with a relationship 
with their significant other. And it really had to do with this person keeping an open heart. And it has so much to do with us being really aware of what's going on inside of us. You see, we are either expanding or we're constricting. And each of us as individuals are the only ones that truly know what is happening inside of us, what the thoughts are, what the feelings are, and how we're choosing to process it. Again, you get to make the choice. So this person asked me, how, how, do, I, how do I open my heart? And so certainly it has to do with spending a good amount of time within yourself. Realize if your relationship isn't going the way you want it to, if it's not as, as beautiful and romantic and, and loving as you want it to be. that you are creating, attracting, and manifesting that experience. And so go within yourself and say, what is happening? Why do I feel I don't deserve this true romance? Why do I feel that I don't deserve this unconditional love? You have all the answers that you need. You have all the answers for any of the questions that you'll ever have for yourself. I do want to take you through a little breathing exercise because part of what this is about is to let go and release what no longer serves you. So I figure you're sitting or if you're not, go ahead and sit and get comfortable. I'd like you to go ahead and close your eyes. Just get yourself centered. Now, you know that I'm all in favor of exercises that that make everything simple. And and this is one of the most simple breathing exercises uh, that I know. And it's just involving a visualization. And the first part is, on your breath in, feel yourself. raising your vibration and frequency in this breath, serving your highest good, not just in the physical body, but to your emotions and your spiritual body. So in the breath in, it's serving your highest good and raising your vibration and frequency. And on the breath out, just focus on letting go and releasing. You do not need to be specific about what you're letting go and releasing just that you're letting go and releasing. This activity is self-organizing like the universe is. And whatever needs to be let go of, whatever you're ready in that moment to let go of and release, will be let go and released. So let's just try it for, for a few moments. Breathing in what serves our highest good and raises our vibration and frequency. And on the breath out, letting go and releasing. Breathing in what serves our highest good, raises our vibration and frequency. Letting go and releasing on the breath out. What I like about this is you can do this anytime. Do it in the morning when you're waking up, before you get out of bed, before you place your order with the universe. Do it during the day. 
Do it when you're triggered. Do it when you're just thinking about your breathing. If you're driving, do it with your eyes open. But literally, you can do this anytime. If you want to make a noise on the breath out, go ahead and let a sigh out with it. But just do this and watch how it makes you lighter. I've had people get back to me and tell me that different pains in their body have gone away from this. That they feel themselves to be happier, more centered, more balanced. And you're already an expert at it. All you're doing is breathing and knowing that that breath in serves your highest good. And on the breath out, you're just letting go and releasing. Now, sometimes you'll know exactly what it is you're letting go and releasing, and it's fine to focus on that. But you don't have to focus on anything but serving your highest good and raising your vibration and frequency and then letting go and releasing. That's it. It's really that simple. Practice it. Do it. Watch the results. And then pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on inside of you. There's a wonderful Khalil Gibran quote. To understand the heart and mind of a person, look not at what he has already achieved. Look at what he aspires to. What you have already achieved is your path. Ask yourself what it is you aspire to. Connect with that. Share that with the world. Mother Teresa said... A joyful heart is the inevitable result of a heart burning with love. Find that joy in your heart. Nurture it. Find that love you have for yourself and nurture it. You are the most special gift for all of us. But it's up to you nurture and foster who you are and then present you as that gift for all of us. I am so blessed to have so many opportunities to share my heart, to share my love, to be present in my life experience. I do want to share a few more things with you before we close out tonight's call. Tomorrow is 11-11. It's a special day, and there are lots of really incredibly wonderful activities going on. Uh, look on Facebook. There is a um, new reality transmission, I think is what it's called anyway. Uh, I understand that more than a million people will be focused on this particular process tomorrow here at the uh, Dream House. Maya, Illy, and I will be at 11 o'clock tomorrow until about 11.15 or 11.20 focused on sending our heart energy out to all of the collective consciousness and to the planet, and then we will be leaving here and driving up to Ojai, California, where we will be joining Nassim Harriman and many others for an 11-11 event. Uh, we may be doing an activation up there tomorrow night. It is open to the public. Um, so if you want information on that, uh, let me know. 
And then we'll be in Las Vegas this weekend at the Ganesha Center on Saturday and doing other appointments and things Friday and Sunday before we come back to Southern California. Next week, uh, Ilya goes back to New York, Maya goes to Sedona, and I go to Omaha, Nebraska, Denver, and Boulder, Colorado. We'll come back right before Thanksgiving. I will be doing a call next Wednesday, uh, podcast next Wednesday, and on uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That's always a very special call uh, of gratitude. We just booked and finalized San Francisco, uh, Santa Rosa for the weekend of uh, December 10th, and we will be adding Santa Fe in the next two days. So that'll be uh, three days up in that part of California. And everything else is coming together really beautifully well for what we're doing. We are still looking for some additional contacts in Hawaii, although that seems to have come together after this past weekend, but also Japan. So if there's anything, um, any people that you can connect us with in those areas, we would love to hear about it. But most of all, foster an open heart. Look for those aspects of your experience and those aspects of yourself that are keeping your heart from being as open as it can be. A little bit of focused attention and intention on having an open heart will further create what it is you're looking to experience. And I, for one, will tell you that an open heart is an absolutely essential ingredient in the conscious creation of your experience to be living the life of your dreams. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight. These podcasts are available in audio and video on iTunes and off the our main site, drdream.com, drdream.com. I love you all. Thank you for allowing me to know myself better in each moment and to share my open heart and my unconditional love with you. Have an absolutely wonderful 11-11. Share the love in your heart with all those in your life. And we'll be back next week. Good night, everyone.